Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, amen, amen. Life in Christ. Well, today is um, Baptism Sunday, and in just a moment, we get to witness and celebrate about 14 or 15 people, or 15 or more, uh, as they take their next step in their walk um, with Christ. I want to ask, and most of you, uh, if you pre-signed up, um, you should have received a phone call from um, Becky Tyson this week just explaining... um, uh, to go ahead and, and um, come uh, prepared uh, instead of changing because I really wanted you guys in here. Um, I'm going to just talk for a brief moment, 15 minutes. Um, everybody say brief. That was a joke this morning amongst our leaders um, because on the order of service it said brief message and somebody sh- shouted out, there ain't no way <laughs> that, it'll, that it'll be 15 minutes. Um, but I promise that it will. And, and I heard my wife, what Amy was saying, and, and encouraging you to, to lock in and lean in um, and get loaded. How many gun carriers? Well, I know we don't like to talk about that, but you know what it means to be locked and loaded, right? So um, what I would like to consider is that when we come to church that we, we load up, we walk out that door, we lock it in, and we're ready to go. Amen? Amen, amen. And so, um, so I wanted just, to, just to, to share for just a few moments on the significance of water baptism. Um, a lot of times when you're in church like myself for a long period of time, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect, doesn't mean that I've always made the right decisions. I have made stupid choices just like many of you. Amen. Don't make me feel alone up here, even though I'm the only one standing. I believe that I'm not the only one that has made stupid choices. Um, but it's very easy to, to, to not understand or have preconceived ideas about what this moment is, what this moment means. And maybe you didn't come today um, prepared and didn't know it was going to be Water Bap- Baptism Sunday, uh, and we did. We threw in another song for worship because today really was just about worshiping God um, and, then, and then focusing in on um, the next step that people are going to take. And so if you didn't come prepared, but you are motivated and would like to, to uh, get baptized today, you've never been, or maybe you say, you know what, I need to do this again for myself. Um, and you'll see why in just a moment. Um, by all means, in just a moment, when I, when I allow those that are being baptized to go ahead and form that line behind the wall, if you want to be a part by all means, you jump right. You jump right in, like literally, just jump right in. Amen, because we're family. Might want to give Adam some heads up though, because he's the, the. Hey, I'm coming, incoming, right? Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no cannonballs in the church today. <laughs> Everybody say the significance. Everything about the Bible, everything in the Bible, there is significance. We take a lot of times the words on the page with a grain of salt. I know this because we live contrary to what the Bible says because we don't understand or see the significance. And when it comes to water baptism, uh, and I encourage you to take just just a few notes through this because this is going to help you. Again, if you're like me, you've been around this a long time, you you just go, okay, you're going to be baptized, great, love that, I did it, whatever. But this is huge. 
And when it comes to water baptism, we make two mistakes because there are those that would tell you and say that baptism in water isn't really a big deal. Let me correct that. That's a big deal. It's a big deal because, and, they'll, and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll say, well, but your salvation doesn't depend on it. They'll say things like, I can, I can be saved without being baptized. That's true, but you're not being obedient to what the scripture says should be done. It doesn't, that, that's just water. Nothing, there's nothing, Carrie, Carrie Underwood thinks there's something in the water. The only thing in that water is whatever the city puts in it. That's straight out of the tap. There's nothing, there's nothing magical about the water, but it's your obedience to what God's word says about the water. Amen? Then there are those that will go to the other extreme and they'll say, well, you can't be saved unless you're water baptized. Neither of those are correct in, in the biblical way to see water baptism. The very first thing that Jesus did before he began his earthly ministry was when he traveled from Nazareth, 60 miles to hook up with John the Baptist because it was important that John the Baptist was the one to baptize Jesus. And we read the story, many of you are familiar with it, and it says that he came up out of the water and the heavens opened up and the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came up down upon the Son of God. Amen. Now, but the very first thing that Jesus, that Jesus did was model what water baptism is for you and I. So, if Jesus was the Son of God, and he also is God, and it was important that he was water baptized, who are we to say that it's not important that we get water baptized? The last thing, that was the first thing he did as he began his ministry. As he began the healings and all of the stories we read about, that the very first thing, that, one of the first things that happened was that he was water baptized. And then the, the last thing that Jesus did after the death, burial, and resurrection, before he left and was ascended into the heaven where he is seated at the right hand of the Father today, making intercession, praying for you and I. Before he left, the last thing he said, we'll read it in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. And it was actually on the screen. Uh, I'll start at 18, but it says, um, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven. We sang that today. All authority. Jesus has given me all authority. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of the last things that Jesus said was, I want you to be baptized in water. See, it's not cool to minimize what Jesus so emphasized. Let me say that again. Because it's no big deal, Pastor B. It's just tap water. You're right, but you're wrong. It's tap water, but it's a big deal. It is not cool to minimize what Jesus so emphasized. He started his ministry and he ended his time here on earth until he returns again for you and I, should you have a relationship with him. And he said, be baptized. The story of Jesus being baptized can be found in the book of Mark. If you brought your Bibles, let's go there. I'm, I'm going to be done in just a few moments. Mark chapter 1 and verse 10 
It says that Jesus came up out of the water. This means that he was fully immersed in water. Let me say this about water baptism. The reason that a lot of people don't like to get baptized is because it's inconvenient. Where's all my ladies that go to the, to the beauty salon? Some of y'all be spending lots of money. And I guarantee you, somebody said, I just got my hair done. I just, I just spent a couple hundred dollars. Ain't, and now you want me to get in the water? I just don't feel led. I don't feel like that's Jesus today. <laughs> it's an inconvenience. There's a sense of, of vulnerability when you, come, when you go down in the water. I mean, most of y'all wouldn't jump, get up on Sunday and shower and leave your hair like a wet poodle, right? And come to church, put your clothes on and come to church and be like, hey, I'm here. No, what'd y'all do? Guys, what'd we do? Shave? This I didn't. This I did. Right? There's some effort put in, but then you're going to expect me to get in the water and let you see a vulnerable side of me? See, God will always, a lot of times, he will, his inconvenience is a way to break down our pride. It wasn't convenient for Jesus to be baptized. He traveled 60 miles from Nazareth to the Jordan River to get baptized because he knew the will of the Father was for him to be baptized by John the Baptist. Let's be honest. Getting baptized can be a little awkward. But when your family, and that's, we, we, we spend a lot of time cultivating an atmosphere in this room that we are family. Whether you're visiting for the very first time, once you come through the doors, whether you come back or not, you're still, you're treated like family. We don't look at you funny. Oh, there's the first timer. No. You're family. When you hurt, we hurt. When you celebrate, we celebrate with you. And it's not always easy because, you know, we, we were on vacation and, and I came back and, man, we, we were only gone for one Sunday, but we missed you guys. And, and, and so when we came back, you know, I communicate with our leadership team through text a lot. And, and I felt like the, it was, it was the Holy Spirit that said, hey, just, just check in. Let them hear your voice. Let them know, read your voice, that you're back in town. And just, hey, I, I wanted to ask, how are you doing and I admitted to them today, I was vulnerable to our leadership team before you guys got here. I didn't, I didn't obey. Because I heard that voice say, that's dumb, B. How y'all doing? We missed you. We're back. It's not even necessarily that I want to know we're back. It's just I want to know, how are you? How are you? You've been sick. How are you feeling? We were on, we were on vacation, and I text you. How, how are you? I obeyed that one, but I didn't obey the other. Because it, 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 it. It revealed a, a, a sensitivity about who I am. See, I'm not a pastor just getting up here because I like sharing the word. Because a lot of what's in here isn't really popular to share. Because <laughs> it goes against what you like to do and what I like to do. I wasn't expecting an amen on that. But it's true. And so, so, so this moment that we're getting ready to be, listen, those of you who are getting baptized, I understand it's awkward, but it's beautiful. (laughs) 
So we remember the story of the man who, you may remember the story of the man who had leprosy and, and, and the prophet told him to, to, to go dip himself seven times in the Jordan River. Why seven times? Why? I mean, we're going to only put him down once, right? Unless you come up with half your hair wet, we're going to put you again so you at least look halfway right, okay? No. I mean, many of us would have been like, wait, wait, seven times? Why not just one time? But see, what God says is, you want my results, you do it my way. You want my hand of blessing in your finances, you got to do financing my way. I, I want the blessing, but I'm not willing to. This baptismal tank shows your past. Those of you that are getting baptized, those of you who have been baptized, here's a recall. It shows your past, it shows your present, and it shows your future. Romans 6.3 tells us that when we're baptized, we're being baptized into Jesus. And that in that moment, we're joined together with him in his death. The cross, we know, he, he died so that we could live, right? When we go down into the water, in that moment, in that moment, when we go down into the water, when, we, when you go down, you're then, in that moment, you're joined and connected with his death. Meaning, the baptismal pool is, is a watery tomb. You're going to go down one way, and come up the other. There's nothing special about the water. You can go, if you don't understand what it is, you can go down a dry center and come up a wet one. That's why I'm taking 15 minutes to get you to understand the purpose and the significance of water baptism. In the eyes of God, the old is being buried under the water. That's the, that's the tomb. And when you come up like he came up out of the grave, he still had the wounds. He still had the wounds. Doubting Thomas needed to see the wounds to even believe that it was Jesus when he resurrected. You're going to go down in the water and you're going to come up changed. You still may still, not may, you will. You'll still have some of the scars and hurts from life's disappointments and family members who took daggers and people that talk about you. You're still going to feel those things, but you're not the same person. You're going to deal with them differently. Father, thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this room today. I feel you up in here, up in here, up in here. There'll be a change. You'll be wet. And you're still going to see the scars and feel those emotions. But now there's a difference when you come up on how you handle those people who talked about you. And those people who did you wrong. You could have had an argument with your spouse on the way to church. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to maybe somebody who, who didn't sign up to be baptized. And you go, man, I want that change. I want to see my marriage differently. I want to see my spouse differently. There's nothing spooky about the water. It's just water. But when you connect with what God's word says, you'll, there's something that will change. You'll see your spouse differently. It will change. Your marriage will change. You're just trying to get me to get wet. No, I'm not. I'm trying to get you to get right before you get left. 
Not only did I get taller, there's a new boldness that I connected with on the sand of New Smyrna, I guess. I don't know. Because when you get away from all the stuff that, that distracts us in life and you position yourself to a place where all you can hear is ocean waves. I'm, I'm talking about my, my, my little getaway. I wasn't distracted by all of the stuff. I wasn't distracted by leaking tiles. I wasn't distracted by the people who don't know how to pick up a, 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 a weed eater outside. They just want to run everything around it and everything else that gets left. So we can look like we don't take pride in what God has given us. When we leave this building, it will be, it's already better than it was when we came. Like if we just packed up and walked out, it's better today than it was when we walked in. Some of y'all were here, you know this is true. We will leave this place better than we found it. I'm doing good. That's what you call encouraging yourself in the Lord. Because somebody in the room is going, we still got 15 people to baptize and you still talking. <laughs> and Amy hates when I change my voice. I don't know why. It just happens. It's in my DNA. Y'all miss my dad? He shows up often in my messages. <laughs> I'll go back and Ansley will show me some stuff, the video footage. She's doing a great job of that. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, that is Dennis Weber. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Romans 6, 5. Let me just keep moving. I'm, I'm, almost, to the, I'm almost to the finish line. Everybody say, watery tomb. In the eyes of God, your, your old life is being buried, and when you come up, it's being washed away. Romans 6, verse 4 says this. Let me read it. For we died, and we were buried with Christ by baptism. Everybody say baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Everybody say change. So you go down in your past, your shame, your guilt is washed away, and you come up in newness of life. Let me keep reading. Romans 6, 6 through 8. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin may, might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. The problem is we got a lot of Christians who still have clankety clanks on them. They're still slaves to their sin. The price was paid. God already took care of it. But yet we still are connected to things that he has clearly said, let go of. I've got something for you, but you can't get it in your hands because you're chained. Verse 7, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And, and, and since we died with Christ, we know we also live with him. What's it saying? Not only is your past taken care of, he's saying, but I've got your future covered too. The last thing I want to say about water baptism and its significance. Get ready. Don't move yet, but get ready. Water baptism publicly identifies you as a follower of Jesus. Let me say that again. Being water baptized publicly identifies you 
as a follower of Jesus. It's like a wedding ring. The ring signifies that I belong to Mrs. Weber. I belong to her. Everybody on the beach knew B was connected to somebody. And she was connected to somebody too. And we didn't let them have any doubt about who that was because she was right here by me all the time. Hey. (laughs) Why is your face so red? (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. You're not baiting me. Sorry. You're not baiting me. Check it out. No, I'm, I'm not in the doghouse, baby. I built the doghouse. Listen, this ring signifies that I belong to her. It belong, the ring doesn't make me marry. That water does not make me saved. But it does publicly let everybody know I am taken. I belong to somebody. And that's exactly what water baptism is. Water baptism doesn't make you saved, but it does identify to the fact that you belong to Jesus Christ. He is your Savior, and you're going public with the fact that He is yours. That's what water baptism is. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City, or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.